One time when I was traveling in Mexico, I attended the most beautiful Mexican wedding. It was just so awe-inspiring and compassionate and all the things that a wedding should be. The problem is I was not invited to that wedding and I didn't even know I was attending the wedding until it was over. You see, here I was going to church while I was in Mexico. We thought that this would be a really good cultural experience for us. Even though we knew the service was going to be in Spanish, my parents thought that this would be a really great opportunity to learn the culture and see things from a different perspective. So we got dressed up ish. I mean, we were on vacation, so we didn't have super fancy clothing. We walked into the church. It was full of people because the service was getting ready to begin. We did everything that we thought we were supposed to do. Again, none of us spoke fluent Spanish during this mass, but we continued to just kind of look around and do what everybody else was doing. It was a norm to be in a Christian church. So we thought we were kind of crushing it, even though people were looking at us very funny the entire time. Well, when it was time for communion, we got very close to the altar only to realize that there was a bride and a groom sitting on the altar. She looked absolutely radiant, and he looked super mad. Because what we had realized was we were just not in a church service. We were literally attending a wedding that we did not get invited to. And friends, that's what happens sometimes when we travel internationally. We find ourselves in situations where we don't understand the culture, we don't understand the language, we don't understand the norms, but we learn a lot in the process. And the reason why I tell you that entire ridiculous story is because that's what Jen Jones and I are talking about in this episode. We're talking about our travels and our experiences and our favorites when we go to one of our most favorite locations, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Now, whether or not you like to travel, whether or not you've ever been to PV Mexico, doesn't matter. What matters is during this recording, we let all of our teacher world sit on the sidelines and we just humanize this profession because we're talking about things that we're passionate about that don't include being a teacher. Because guess what? As a teacher, you are allowed to love things that don't include school. So sit back, relax, maybe pour yourself a margarita, maybe get a chip and dip ready because you are going to have a blast as we explore Mexico together. There is awesome in every single school day. the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education 
celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities. Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. All right, friends, man, I am just really, really excited to be hanging out with Jen Jones because her and I have connected over professional development. We've connected at conferences and things like that. But maybe most importantly for this episode, we have connected over Mexico and travel and food and chips and salsa. And I was like, she's the perfect person to sit down and talk for these special edition episodes of the This Teacher Life podcast, because we are teachers just talking today. So Jen, welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Monica, so much. Yeah. Well, uh, not too long ago, you were posting on your Insta stories about some travels that you were having. And I was like, uh, I, I recognize this location. And I think I reached out to you and I'm like, are you in Puerto Vallarta right now? And you were, and you were asking for some advice on places to eat. And I was like, girl, let me get you some places. So what uh, what was your favorite thing about Puerto Vallarta or maybe even being in Mexico? Like wh- what what did you find most exciting while you were there? Well, we've actually been to Mexico twice since the first time in January when we first connected and you were like uh-huh. Give all the rundown on everywhere to go, all the restaurants and everything. So we were there in January, which was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I recommend January, February, March for Mexico because the weather is so mild. Yes. And we did go back in May um, after the kids got married and it was hot. It was much hotter and not as, not as enjoyable, but nonetheless, it is still vacay and it's still Mexico. So, so it was great. Just lots of pool time and things like that. But we, it was so funny because where we were staying, the little resort that we were staying at was not a few miles from Bucerias, the city that yes. you are so familiar with or that you uh-huh. have a place there or your parents have a place there. Yeah. Uh, we ended up going to the Italian restaurant that you recommended, uh, Me- Mezzo. Mezzo Zernio. Mezzo Zernio. Yeah. We yeah. went to that one. We sat outside right on the uh, patio and like. Mm-hmm the beach is right there and so that yeah. was really fun. we saw just all the goodness of you know life and living in humanity there was just like kids and families still playing on the beach and swimming in the ocean their clothes at you know 6 30 at night while yeah. the sun go down the second time we went we went back there for dinner and there was a wedding at the restaurant right next door. So we kind of got to like watch that and there was a drone kind of flying over. So we got to be present for that. So that was really good. This time we also did a tour. We're not really like toury, touristy, um, go on the excursion type of type of people. Me and, either. And let me tell you why. I have a theory about this. <laughs> okay. Cause when I go on vacation, people are like, what'd you do? Did you do all the things? I'm like, 
No, I did nothing. It was nothing. amazing. Yes, yeah. I, I'm, I, my, my um, definition of a good vacation is how many books did I read? Ooh, love that. Because I never get to read books or well, I, ne- I, I don't choose to spend my time at home working. You know, just sitting and reading a book for eight hours. Right. Yeah. But I read three books on this on the matrix, so that was amazing. But nice. Um, I, the the whole excursion thing for me, and this is you know we've we've, we've traveled a lot. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh, probably starting in 2010 when the kids were maybe, maybe like 10 and 12, we took them on their first trip to the Bahamas, mm-hmm. got them their passports. I mean, I highly recommend every teacher, every, every person on the planet should have a passport. Oh, totally never, agree. Right. You just never know the opportunity that would present itself. Mm-hmm. The answer is always going to be no, or it's going to be a shut door for you if you don't have that passport. Right. So it's like, I think it's like $75 to apply for one. And it's just worth it. Worth it, worth yeah. it. Passport. So that's like goal number one. But so we've been to Dominican Republic. We've been to, we've been to a couple Australia. We've been to places. But the thing, the theory I have is, <laughs> this is just fifty two years of living. But the theory I have is, the actual excursion is never like the brochure. Oh, one hundred percent accurate. Yes. And I just, I cannot, I just, I, it has just been proven time and time and time and time again. And, you know, they come around the pool and they're like, oh, you get this like private yacht and we're going to take you to this like um, private island and we're going to go scuba dive with the dolphins. And then they pick you up on a bus with like 12 other couples and you're squished in this little van and then you get to stand and then you have to actually like walk out into the ocean and like climb up this like Gilligan's Island ladder to get onto the boat. And then you get around this private island, but they've told that to a thousand other people. So it's really just private in your little area of water. Yes. Yes. (laughs) This is so true. Right. It's just, yes. It, every time it every time that happens and so we're just again we're very reluctant to go on excursions but the little res- resort that we stayed at we got a little promotion this time and they sent us on an excursion that we didn't have to pay for so we're like oh teachers love free right. yeah right yeah so we we chose the little um the little uh, uh tour and again it was, it was private so it was just the two of us so that was good mm-hmm. well, we went up in the hills behind Puerto Vallarta right mm-hmm. to that little historic town were they like recorded? Um, oh, what movie was that? Were you like the night of the iguana? Is I, that where you were? You no, know, I, I wish I, I should have. I, I knew we were talking about Mexico, and I didn't even think of it. But it's that little. It's called. You know, they have this. Um, in in Mexico, you know, they have this cultural kind of. It's called like um, magical towns. Okay. And this town is a magical town. In other words, it's preserved like the way it was back then. Awesome. And so it's a two-hour car ride up these windy, windy roads. Uh huh. You get up there, and it is like you're—it's like a like a, you're stuck a hundred years ago in this time. And Amazing. Like, yeah, and it's like there's people there's people that drive up there, and there's really it's really just like a four by four block, um, but it's up in the mountains, and I don't even know if anybody actually lives there or just goes for the day, but that's where we got the Michelada. Okay. That's that's it's like a Bloody Mary, but made with Michelob beer, and then it's oh yeah, cucumber and jicama, uh huh, and shrimp, and it's like it's just was like a creation just to watch them make it, and then of course just sat there outside on the patio and ate that, and then the, on the way back from the tour, we were supposed to go and have goat and rabbit and like all this food on the way mm-hmm. back, and so we said, well, since it's just us. 
could you do you know of like a really cool like um pizza place <laughs> so yeah. our tour guides are like actually we do there's this really cool um pizza and beer pub downtown Puerto Vallarta and we'll take you there instead and we're like perfect and so we bypassed the goat and rabbit and went straight so they went like off course for us yeah and we had so much fun and we just we just had a really fun time with like the driver and our guide and yeah got to do we just did that that one thing but that was that that was really fun the thing about Puerto Vallarta that I love so much and I didn't even know that I loved it so much I had never again I'd never even been there till January again mm -hmm. I kept thinking to myself how have I never been here the reason why I love Puerto Vallarta so much is because it reminds me so much of home so I was born and raised in Santa Barbara and okay. there's huge Spanish I know it's Mexico but there's a huge Spanish influence in Santa Barbara sure and when, and also the climate is the same and the palms mm -hmm. are the same, and the greenery is the same and it just, just the same feel and vibe. So we had a, a waiter at our resort that kind of, um, we kind of grew a little fun little relationship with us. He served us every morning for breakfast and brought us poolside guacamole every single day. That's key. Oh, I got a question about guacamole in a second. <laughs> And so anyway, his name was Caesar, and he offered on his day off to take us to downtown Puerto Vallarta and just show us all around. And so we get down to the main, it was so it, he was so nice. I mean, we gave him a great tip, but yeah, just downtown to the, that wall that's in the, right in downtown Puerto Vallarta. It's like a wall and people are like selling their vendors and their shops. Like on the Malacom there? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. And there's a statue, a, fa a dolphin statue. Dolphin yeah. Mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah, Exactly. And I get down there and I look at that and I look at it and I'm said, I've seen this exact statue somewhere else in my life. And I was looking at it and I'm like freaking out. And I was like, this is so weird. And I knew that I'd seen it like at, at home in Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. So I get on my phone and I'm like, Puerto Vallarta, sister city, Santa Barbara. Shut up. That's amazing. Yes. And so I went and read the little plaque and it said uh -huh. in 1985 or whatever, Santa Barbara gifted Puerto Vallarta with this dolphin mountain, their sister city, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that's all these bells are so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we just, it just feels like I was, I'll tell you, I was really impressed at how clean the city was mm. and how people take a lot of pride in their city because we were in yeah. like, downtown like shops and stuff like yeah sweeping and just keeping it super clean and we even mm -hmm. had a little boy we were downtown at the the church the guadalupe church yes gorgeous gorgeous church downtown yep and there was families out it was a sunday and they were out and about and the little boy this elderly man kind of dropped something on the mm -hmm. ground i think he realized that he dropped it and this little boy came up and tugged him on the shirt and said um, excuse me, he like dropped some trash, like, and he was like, oh, like, and then picked it up, like, talk about accountability. Isn't that amazing? God, it's, it's so cool because, I mean, you use the term, like, Puerto Vallarta reminds you of home and you have like an actual connection to it, which is just crazy. But I use that exact same term, like Puerto Vallarta is my second home. And it's not because it reminds me of where I live. I live in rural Illinois with cornfields. It's, it's that relational connection. People are so kind. It's so clean. Like it's just like my heart explodes just thinking about it. It is 
it's unlike anywhere else I've ever been. Like Bahamas, Dominican, like all these crazy islands. Like I would choose, I would choose Port of Art every single time. I, I went to West Palm Beach for a vacation this past summer. It was great. Loved it. Had a great time. But the whole time I'm like, but this is not Puerto Vallarta. And I, that's terrible because it was a vacation, but it's just, there's something special about it. It is. I agree with you so much. And I felt that immediately as soon as we were there. Mm -hmm. As soon as I, and then, then it was just like a confirmation when I saw all these little things where I was like, okay, best guacamole check. Um, where okay so where where did you have like the best guacamole so well the, uh, well we had some great guacamole down on like you were calling it like the the malacan i think is malacan, what they call it yeah, yeah. Like mm -hmm. the water or whatever so yep. we had great table side guacamole and they yes. brought out the avocados they brought out the jalapenos they brought out the garlic i mean they just made it right there in front of you that was great but the little resort that we stay at mm -hmm. um um it's called um Bayarta gardens yes okay they make homemade guacamole every single day mm. and you can order it with breakfast lunch and dinner they used to have a buffet but they don't anymore because of covid so now it's sure. just for everything off the menu um you can buy an all-inclusive package or you don't have to like all of your little kitchenette so you can literally go to the store or like our unit has a, a grill outside and the concierge that brought us in, she's like, oh, and you have a grill right here. And she said, if you want to buy the best steaks for these grill, the best place to buy them is Costco. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing so Of much. course it is. Costco, Puerto Vallarta. She's like, mm -hmm. yeah. okay, I have a membership. <laughs> yeah, perfect. It's an international membership. So Exactly. exactly. Yeah. But guacamole is so good. And I guess just growing up, again, growing up in Santa Barbara, where the where avocados grow year round, and I yeah. have 13 avocado trees in her backyard, we always got avocados year round. So I learned how to make quick, quick down and dirty avocado or guacamole like mm -hmm. from my plant. And so, because we always have had those. And so, like, I was eating avocado toast before that was even a thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and you can, t when you go to all inclusive resorts that are, pretty inexpensive um where you get like a cheap deal on bookit.com or whatever yeah. they just pipe the, the guacamole and frozen like in bags yeah it's not fresh yeah and so this this place is fresh okay this makes me we're on the fly gonna play a quick game called does jen jones believe this ingredient belongs in guacamole okay, okay. so i'm gonna throw out an ingredient and you're gonna say like yes or no okay so Tomatoes in guacamole, yes or no? Yes. Okay. Garlic. Yes. Cilantro. Yes. Corn. No. Okay. All right. Um, extra lime. Yes. Red onion. No. Black beans. No. All right. Jicama. No. Okay, that's really interesting because like you and I could share a bowl of guacamole right now because there are some people who are like, Ugh, cilantro. And I was like, do you know how that levels up like yeah. authentic guacamole? Yeah. So is there anything else that I didn't mention that you put in yours? Um, well, okay. So I have two guacamoles that I make. Okay. Quick. And one is not quick. Yeah. So the quick version is, is like takes two seconds and this kind we used to make all the time with with friends so i take like okay. lowry's seasoning salt it's got the green lid yeah yeah not lowry's but garlic salt with the green 
greenlit. Okay, so garlic salt, yes. It's made by Lowry's, but it has a green top on it. It's not the famous like red top Lowry's. It's a it's green. It's made lid. by that company, but it's okay. garlic salt. And it's got a green lid because it just says got it. So it's garlic and salt in one. So okay. a couple dashes of garlic salt. Yep. A little dollop of sour cream and a little oh. of salsa. So take a oh. jar. Okay. Pour it in there and then just mix it up. And it comes out like super creamy and it just really like you're done. Sour cream is not something that I have ever considered putting in it. That's interesting. Yeah, it just makes it just a tad creamier. Again, it's just, okay. a, just like, and then the salsa is like, it's just like quick, quick, quick. Yeah. And I mean, just like paste pecan or something like that. Yeah. The other version, the other like long version, the authentic, truly like not quick version is like you're saying it's um, jalapenos, tomatoes, garlic, salt and pepper, lime, um, maybe some white onions. I, I don't like red onions. So. Okay. Okay. But, and cilantro. Yeah. So yeah. Jalapenos. I forgot about that one. That's, that's a game changer for sure. Yeah. 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 And, and, and like, if you, and a lot of, lots of people don't know that if you, if you um, cut out, that's the white, the seeds and the white, um, the white part, that's the hot part. Yeah. Right. The seeds and the white part away and you're just left with the green outer. Mm -hmm. It's not super hot. I like to throw in some seeds. Do you like that? Do you like I, the spicy of it? No, I don't. I'm not no. like super spicy. I know. Yeah. I'm not really. That, but I do also make a homemade salsa. Okay. So <laughs> this was a question like, how do you like your salsa? Because some people like it and it's like, um, that's basically tomato soup. It like literally is a bowl of, of cold tomato soup. Some people like it super chunky. Some people are like, there's no salsa besides like pico. So what's, what's your jam, Jen? My jam is where salsa is a meal. Okay. I feel, <laughs> tell me more. Okay. So I buy tomatoes. I buy the tomatoes that are not too big because yeah. I like a whole bunch of like inner parts of the tomatoes. I was yeah. very yeah. So I just buy the tomatoes where they're usually like 10 or 12 in a pack. Yep. And then I, and then I chop all those up. So they're kind of diced. I use sweet Vidalia onions. Um, I use five or six jalapenos. I use, um, I use, I just use lime juice. Like I buy lime juice in a can and that's like half the bowl is like half full of lime juice. Okay. And then I add, of course, cilantro. And then this is a game changer as I always had, I add cubed avocados. So it's like, Oh, and then I add garlic salt, onion powder, oregano, basil, cumin. I just add spices to spice it up. And then you put it in the fridge for four hours and let it marinate. Marinate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I would eat that with a spoon at this yeah, point. You would eat it with a spoon. And then if you really wanted to like add a protein, you could put shrimp in it too. Like, but you Delicious. don't. Delicious. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, that. like it's, it literally is a meal and people like it's a, it, it's, it gets gone so fast. Yeah. Oh, I think I've seen you share that recipe on Instagram before. And that's like, when you add the shrimp, it almost becomes like ceviche. Like exactly. That's delicious. Yeah, oh, nice. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, you know, circling back to your very first comment on the top of the podcast and you were talking about like summer and sh you know, what we share and stuff. Like, it's so funny to me because while I've been sharing lots of summer posts and I've even said to people like, guys, I'm kind of on a literacy sharing break right now. Like I'm just yeah. enjoying summer right now. Although my mind is always 24 seven on literacy, but my, my, my social right now is just really what's going on, do what I'm up to right now. 
But when I post pictures, like when I post pictures of like David built a bar at the lake house mm -hmm. downstairs, like a Pinterest worthy, like bar last summer, like 5,000 likes. Yep. You know, post a read aloud. 20. <laughs> I, it's so true. Like, like your boils that you've been doing, like engagements through the roof. And you're like, here's an incredible literary strategy. And people are like, 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 it's so true. Oh my gosh. Post a recipe. Like everybody was like living for the jello shots at for the yes. God, I saw that all over the place. And it's so funny because I mean, that's the entire point of this. This podcast is like, it would be an obvious choice to have Jen Jones come on and talk about read alouds, literacy circles, right? Like that makes sense. But, but how Jen Jones takes her margaritas. Now that's, that's what people really want to know. I actually am curious, like frozen or on the rocks, Jen? On the rocks. On the rocks. the rocks. Lime, classic or flavored? I'm just classic lime. Oh man. Okay. Lime. Sugar, sugar rim or salt rim? Both. What? Whoa. Yes. Did not see that coming. Yes. Yes. What do you mean both? You mix all you like cavities? No. You put you pour salt and sugar into the into the little dipping can, can, canister and you get an amazing it's 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 your taste buds are going to go crazy when you mix salt and sugar together on the rim. I'm like speechless over this. How I have never thought of this. I've done tahine. Have you ever done like a tahine rim? Uh -huh. Which is what like that's what they would put on in Mexico, like when they come out with a plate of like jicama and cucumbers, and you're like, what the hell? I've never seen this as an appetizer, and they sprinkle that. That's so popular right now as a rim. I wonder what would happen if we did sugar, salt, tahine. Like, is that too much? I don't know. Yeah, and I'll tell you where I got that secret. I was staying at the Venetian in Las Vegas a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. I was ordering margarita on the rocks from the from the pool bar, and yeah, I was like living for the rim. And so I walked over to the bartender, and I was like, "What is your secret?" I said, "It tastes like salt, but it tastes like sugar." And he's like, "Yeah, they're mixed together." I'm like, "Brilliant!" Uh, oh man, that is my favorite piece of information that came out of this episode right now. Like I, I think everyone right now should, should go and try that. And then as you're listening, like tag us in this episode, if your mind is blown, tag me, tag Jen, and then we'll go ahead and cheers you to your sugar salt rim. Like that's, that's at cheers, everybody. Cheers. Yeah. Amazing. Sure. The other thing oh my God. Funny too, that I love about that we've come to margaritas on this podcast is that one of the things that I say to teachers during my PD, and I'm sure you have little things that you say during your PD as well, but uh -huh. like a lot of times during my PD, I'll say, oh, and when your students, you know, do something like, you know, problem solve through a critical thinking problem that you had, I mean, that's the night you can go home and have a margarita. Like, yeah. like I, I say that as like an affirmation for teachers. And I realize that not all teachers drink, but it's just kind of like a token thing. Yeah. I say. So I no, I believe in that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man. I wish we got to do this again. And we got to bring our like favorite drinks to the table. Like I, like I want to have chips and salsa with you, Jen, like yes. that. This is, this is earth shattering. I, I hope that some, someday we end up in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico at the same time. And 
like we can continue to share share our favorite spots with each other. That Absolutely. would be amazing. I'm going to leave you with one one last mind. Yes, thing. perfect. Yes. When my daughter was in high school, she worked at a Mexican restaurant called Jose and Sons, and we she okay. used to bring home chips and salsa because they'd throw the salsa away at the end of the night because it was the sudi salsa. Mm, yeah. And they just really couldn't save it. So she'd bring it home and the chips were homemade at the restaurant as well. So I said, bring home some chips and salsa. So I said that to her every time she worked a shift. She'd get home from work by 1030. So finally, after like three weeks of this, she's like, mom, you know how they make tortillas? Do you know how they make tortilla chips? And I said, well, yeah, they cut them up and put them in the fryer. And she goes, yeah, do you know how many tortilla chips it takes to, she said, to make tortilla chips? And she said, they take a tortilla and they cut it into quarters. So every time you eat four tortilla chips, you're eating one whole corn tortilla. <laughs> and I was like, tortilla salad? Yes. How many, would you just go to your fridge and just eat corn tortillas like that? Or would, cause I mean, how many, how many, how many of us can not stop eating the chips at the right. restaurant table? So to do the math on that, that means I'm consuming like 47 tortillas every time I go to a Mexican restaurant, like for sure. Exactly. Exactly. And I was just like, and so I told that story on my Instagram story like years ago and people are like, I can never unhear this story every time I eat chips and salsa at the restaurant. I'm like, I'm yes. So if you need to unhear that, just go ahead and fast forward <laughs> to that. Like we're, maybe we'll just edit that piece out. Actually, no, people need to know that like that's carbohydrate overload, but you know, maybe that's something you can add to your PDs. Like that's, that's a day where you go have a margarita and 47 tortillas that are they're deep fried in who knows what, right? The best guacamole that you can find. Yes, I love that. Sugar on the rim of your margarita. Oh, man, this this has been an insanely fun episode, Jen. I I want to thank you for sitting down and just talking. Um, you know, maybe maybe what will happen after this episode is people will be like. I got to go to Mexico. They're going to be reaching out for you about travel advice. And that's certainly welcomed for both of us because it is like a second home. Jen, if people want to continue to hang out with you, I'm sure they already are, but where, where can they find you? Well, lately I've been hanging around on Instagram at hello, Jen Jones. That's my little landing spot lately. I have a Facebook page and a website, but you know, I'm, I'm daily on the gram. So that's awesome. me. And now you know one of the most important things about Jen Jones, how she takes her margaritas. I am more of a uh, blended strawberry kind of gal. Jen Jones hits it hard. She's like on the rocks, lime, let's go. Classic. I'm curious, where do you fall on this? Are you team Jen Jones margaritas or are you team Monica Genta margaritas? Maybe we'll do a poll about that or, or shoot me a direct message. Tag both of us if you have listened to this, to this episode. We would love to connect with you and hear what you thought of it. Jen is just such a cool lady and it was so fun connecting with her. If this is your first time listening to the This Teacher Life podcast, um, welcome. I am so pumped you are here. And I want you to know that you can subscribe to this awesome because it gets rolled out every single week. In fact, I feel compelled to hook every single one of you up. If you're listening to this episode right now with a free copy of my book called Crushing It for Kids. 
Not only can Jen Jones and I crush a margarita, but she does an incredible job of crushing it for teachers. And as a fellow classroom teacher, I understand how important it is to crush it for students in our own classrooms. To get your free copy, you can check out the link in the episode notes or monicagenta.com slash free book. That's monicagenta, G-E-N-T-A dot com slash free book. I would love to connect with you every single week on this podcast. I would love for you to snatch up your free PDF copy of my book, Crushing It for Kids. And until next week, I want to thank you so much for living this teacher life.